Steph, um, I heard some news today that the Craven the Hunter movie, which comes out in 2023, has cast its Craven. Would you like to know who they cast as Craven? Uh, yes, because I didn't even know this movie was happening. <laughs> they have cast the former Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Oh, you know what? Goodness. I know what some fans are probably saying. Um, I think, didn't he? Isn't he getting a divorce or something like that? Because people yeah. have been waiting for him to leave his wife. Yeah. Which is yeah, which is, you know, funny that's a, and not funny at the same time. <laughs> yes. It's a little problematic, but you know. Um, no, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Oh my goodness, um, I, I, Jake! I apologize in advance uh, because I know you want to talk about this. Uh, I'm sure tomorrow. And don't worry, we will. But I just had to mention it to Steph to, just because it's like I saw that and I was like, that was a choice. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow, I don't even know. And I've like just recently watched them in that Godzilla movie, which. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean it's fine or whatever, but oh, mm. that's a choice. You know, Craven. I always pictured as a Andy Circus type. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little different. Liam Neeson, different. once upon a time ago, when he wasn't racist, or before yeah. I knew he was racist. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. That's just really interesting. Um, hmm. Yeah, we we will definitely, as time goes on, we may have to we may have to look into some of the some of the old Craven files, and and kind of see um, some comparisons because I just feel like that's just something that just happened. I I don't even know how to describe it. It's just the thing that they did. But this, but then again, this is Sony. This is not M- the MCU, so you know Sony is on some other stuff. So, oh, um, <clears throat> okay. I just like I'm just because like I'm thinking of Craven stories in my mind right now, and I just <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna put a pin in it because like I literally, and I'm not saying this in a bad like I don't. It's not that I think that he would do a terrible job it's just <laughs> what the, like I don't know what to make of it because the Craven story that I'm thinking about I'm pretty sure everybody is thinking about um is the uh oh my god what is what, the name the last of the hunt? one yes the last hunt um I'm not seeing Aaron Taylor Johnson mm. but okay because doesn't look like he kills animals. I mean, you know. I need somebody who I need somebody who looks like they enjoy being in Bass Pro Shops, um, but they have a little bit of style and flair. Um, okay, well.
Welcome to Marvel Did What, part of the Marvel Cinematic University umbrella. Um, the voice that you heard before, obviously, is my co-host, Stephanie Williams. I am Anthony Canton III. Today, we are discussing Alpha Flight number 106. Uh, Steph, you chose this uh, You chose this, this issue to read. And um, just to kind of set the table, it's about North Star. And mm-hmm. and for for me, just to kind of give a little background, Alpha Flight is the characters that I don't really know besides that one episode of the X-Men animated series <laughs> where Wolverine uh, traveled back to the Weapon X facility and they all they all kind of bum rushed them. And that one time in the comics where Sasquatch went after the Hulk to kind of test himself and see exactly how strong he was. That's kind of my extent of uh, knowledge there. So just before we get into the nitty gritty of it, um, Alpha Flight, how would you describe them not only as a group, but just the character of North Star? Because we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about it. Um, and I mean, no shade when I say this, but I would classify them as a team that you would expect to come out of Canada. <laughs> it's um just like think Wolverine yeah like think Wolverine um and then kind of multiply that by five and I'm not saying they're all like him but they I don't know like you see where he gets his energy from um they're an interesting group uh in many ways um their drama always kind of reminded me of a nice blend between X-Men and the Avengers would agree mm-hmm. um and the only reason why i had recently like got into alpha flight and read i think both volumes one and two um because i was doing research on the character puck because um he's shown up recently well not recently but well i guess it is recent um in immortal hulk so oh, okay. he's been in that with gamma flight and yeah so anyway like their characters that have been around they stay around north star i believe is the first uh out marvel character mm. let me not let me not oh did i lose you only gay character Mar- i thought so okay because i was thinking Iceman at first but that's not true so i was right North Star is the uh, first out character, and I chose this comic um, one because Pride is coming up, and then also um, <laughs> because like this one hundred six Alpha Flight one hundred six is complicated. Um, yeah, North Star comes out, um, and the issue that he comes out in deals heavily with um, HIV and AIDS. Um, this comic came out in 1992, and when it came across it, um, the subject matter is, of course, uh, it's a difficult sub- subject matter, right? Yeah. Um, but I just found it really interesting that, one, this was the issue that it was chosen for him to come out to, because again, this, this is Alpha Flight 106. There's been a bunch of other issues before then, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the way that they kind of have a conversation around uh, the HIV and AIDS um, epidemic uh, because this again came out in 92. Um, around this time, I wasn't 
old enough to really remember, but um, around this time, yeah, the Magic focused, Johnson scenario. Yeah, the Magic Johnson and like everyone coming to like I guess, which is really messed up. But this whole thing of realizing that this is not a um, this is not an illness that um, affects uh, just people who are a part of the gay community. Right. Right. Um, and how warped and messed up that is. Uh, they they touched the conversation that they end up having in this in this uh, comic issue. I felt was pretty true to uh, what was going on around that time, where you know you had um, you know gay men who had died of AIDS and were reduced to just statistics. Meanwhile, you have uh, folks like a Magic Johnson or a child who ends up getting um, AIDS um, or HIV um, and uh, then AIDS uh, from their maternal, from their mother, right? right. Um, because their mother was um, either using drugs or something like that. So it's just really weird pocket of time where you have the HIV and AIDS epidemic going on. You also have the crack epidemic going on too, which also heighten those cases. So um, yeah, like I just, one couldn't, actually couldn't believe that this was written and not because it was yeah. bad. Like I just couldn't mm -hmm. believe that it was written and it was written in the way that it was. Um, and then also that this was the one that was chosen for North Star to, to come out to. Um, which I feel like, you know, makes sense, but also at the same time, personally, I just hate that it had to be this particular issue. Um, but I think also it's just mirroring a lot of what was going on at this time. Um, I was just trying to find that there was like a major um, celebrity or someone who, well, Magic Johnson around the time, right? You got Magic right? Johnson, so you got Easy e not too, you know, right. not too long no, no, from no, that scenario too. Right, you're right. And I was thinking like, maybe that was the line of thinking of having the superhero who would be, you know, like on the same scale as them as far as celebrity um, feel as though it was, he needed to speak up and speak out because um, he, need, he just needed to, right? Um, during this time, so... Right. Yeah. It it's it's it was very interesting, and, and and I remember reading the first couple of pages, and then we get to the hospital where they find the baby, um, and we find out that uh, I think it, I think her his name is uh, Joanne, if I'm not mistaken, um, and they find out that she has AIDS, and I remember reading that, and I said I texted you, I was like, oh wow, we're gonna get into some mess like right off the bat. Yeah. Um, but then after reading it further, and then you get the whole, uh, I think his name is Major Maple Leaf um, showing up. And the issue here is that his son was gay and had AIDS and he died. And this baby, Joanne, was getting all this coverage because she was found in a trash can by North Star. And this baby's getting all this coverage, but his son is not. And this leads him to attacking North Star. And in the midst of the fight, they have this conversation about uh, not understanding what it's like for somebody to come out and then, you know, to be basically discarded and not being, you know, treated like a real human being. And this, you know, this uh, forces North Star to 
admit to first uh, Major Maple Leaf that he's gay. And then later um, in the issue, he comes out himself. And I think it's just an interesting juxtaposition um, as far as just the overall story, because I think like in terms of coming out, like it's, it's not some, obviously it's not something that I could ever understand from that standpoint, but I think in terms of when you're trying to uh, be honest about who you are and, and, and stuff like that, it's very, it's very difficult because if you, especially if you look back at that time period, as you just mentioned, people weren't accepting of that. Um, to this day, there's, you know, rampant homophobia and the way that um, gay people are talked about and trans people are talked about and treated violently and things of that nature. It's just such a, diff it's just such a difficult um, subject and I'm not talking about for the people who are doing the persecution is the people who are being persecuted in this case. So for North star, I'm looking at him and there's a reason why I'm sure he had hesitation in wanting to say anything and why he wanted to keep his life private from that standpoint. But then you also understand that, that uh, major Maple Leaf losing his son and the way that he was treated in that manner it, 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 as a father, especially, it also shows that as a father who's tolerant and who shows, you know, shows love and empathy for his son in that instance, it's very difficult as well because that's your child. That's the person that you raised and to the world, they're treated like they're nothing. So I think emotionally, the story was very well done. Um, I, I really enjoyed that because it teaches you something that you can always apply to yourself, even if you don't, even if you don't fit the criteria of what that situation is. Because I think at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we all feel um, things about ourselves and just from not only not only emotionally but intellectually, spiritually, all those things like and your mental health, all of those things come into mind. So imagine being a superhero. And back then at that time, you're, you're gay, but you, can, you don't want to say anything about it, but you're always in the public eye. So you're always watching everything that you say, watching your step and all that stuff. And that's why, that's what I took most out of this story is that there's so many different perspectives to kind of look at within that, within that structure and within that subject that, um, yeah, I thought it was really well done for sure. Yeah, because um, you talked about the emotional part, um, emotional beats. Um, they're there. Because um, another thing that just kind of hit me is like my eyes were legit misty um, by the time I get to the page where um, uh, Major Maple Leaf is comforting North Star um, because the little girl has, the baby has passed away. Um, yes. They're both having a, a moment to mourn um, their loved ones. Um, so that that hit me. Um, because building up to that, um, there was this this conversation between um, Maple Leaf and Northstar about uh, or his frustrations with the way that his son was um, and others were just kind of just discarded because yeah. it's a situation where you know no one cared because it wasn't in their backyard. Um, speaking of the HIV and AIDS epidemic, and then it wasn't until it became a thing that people had to 
found out like, oh wait, I do have to worry about this because it's not just some, you know, some gay or queer uh, disease, which <laughs> to believe that that yeah. was really a thing um, in our lifetime boggles my mind. But also at the same time, doesn't surprise me how folks have treated COVID during the p- pandemic. But before I get on the tangent, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, like just leading up to that, because I remember watching docs and movies that were made um, in high school, like in science class or whatever, when we would hit this topic or this chapter or whatever. And those movies um, would always show that, you know, no one really started caring about really finding um, a cure or a way to combat HIV um, until it was, you know, babies getting it or someone getting it because of a needle or blood transfusion or whatever. Um, And like, that's crazy that science was dragging its feet because it was affecting a population of people that folks felt as though didn't deserve to be here anyway. So when you get to that moment between those two, uh, those two superheroes um, and, you know, Maple Leaf is still able to be there for North Star in this moment because they've set aside, you know, set aside his anger about how the world at large treated his son. Um, I don't know, like it just hits. And I had to look at the data games. I was like, wow, this was written in 1992. And I know a lot of times we talk about on this show stuff written terribly because of the time period, but it's always a joy to me to see something written in such a progressive way that I often wonder like, would this even fly today? Like, would they be able to do this raw of a story uh, today? Um, So I, I don't know. Like I was just honestly just taken aback because I did not expect that at all. Well, it's very raw. I mean, that's like the thing that stood out to me the most reading it. It was how raw and how real it felt. Like, mm-hmm. um, and I'm looking at I'm I'm reading the issue, and then we get to this part where as they're you know as they're fighting, uh, Major Maple Leaf goes, "Don't you realize the good that you can do?" By not talking about your lifestyle, by closeting yourself, you're as responsible for my son's death as the homophobic politicians who refuse to address the AIDS crisis. And it's like you you, you think about it. Um, at the time, I was thinking, wow, this is like a, a walking, talking PSA. But yeah, but you go further, and I think it's kind of like to the point that I was mentioning before about there's two different perspectives here in within mm-hmm. this structure. And they're both mm-hmm. not wrong necessarily. I understand and I empathize with North Star, right. not wanting to come out because of how people are treated like that. But I also right. understand on uh, Major Maple Leaf side in terms of it's not just it's not just for his son in this instance. I think he sees the larger um, case mm-hmm. here in terms of um, gay people. In that in in that uh, in that particular instance is how North Star can make a difference in trying for real change, and it's hard to look at both of them and and say to either of them that they're wrong. So that's what makes the issue so interesting. It attacks it from two different vantage points, but you can't yeah, and- yeah you can't definitively be like oh my gosh this person's wrong here this person's wrong here they're both right. No, right. And that's the thing, like, 
whether you agree or disagree with either of those stances, um, it's the fact that it just feels like a very real conversation, right? Um, and it's not watered down and it's not cleaned up to fit anything. Like this is a talk that would happen. Um, it would, because it, it did rub me the wrong way when, Maple, when Major Maple Leaf was like, you know, you're just as responsible for my son's death than, you know, the, the homophobic people. And I'm like, well, that's actually not true, sir. But yeah. I get that you are so angry that you would say that, right? In that in that moment, because, um, you know, you, you had a gay son. So I get, I think that moment would have hit way differently if that just wasn't the case. But because... Um, his son was gay. That he would he would be angry. He he would feel like if North Star would been more open about who he was, then that could have possibly saved his son. Not true. I mean, yeah. but I I can get why a hurting parent would just be grasping at anything that he could. Um, and just that I don't know, like that just that sheer frustration. Um, in the conversation between them, like I just. You don't get a lot of writing. Um, you do get writing like this, not always from the big two, but mm-hmm. um, you don't get a lot of that raw type of conversation, um, you know, like like this, like um, just in this way, because again, like it just really captures, um, you know, real anger, um, hurt, sadness, and all of that. Well, yeah, and, and, and this is without even talking about the baby, which... Right. You know, as I mentioned earlier, is found in the trash can and this baby that we know is going to die. And I think there's just there's just a the word the word I'm looking for is uh there's a sharp pain um with those words that come off the page when this child who has done nothing wrong, she's just She's just existing. And um, mm-hmm. and that was the type of stuff that was happening back then, uh, you know, a, a lot more. And there have been, I mean, there have been plenty of documentaries. There have been plenty of shows that kind of have showed, uh, you know, how babies are treated um, in certain instances. And and then on top of that, we we tend to sometimes demonize, obviously, the the parents who put them in those uh, positions. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I also think about that. And there's so many structures above that, that put that, that make those, those situations possible. So therefore right. it's like, you want to blame, you feel like you want to blame somebody, but there's mm-hmm. so many avenues to go. You can blame the, the government for not helping people out. You could blame heroin the drugs um and things like that um people being homeless uh Mm -hmm. leading to things like things of that nature too and honestly it's like there's a part of it that's very sad and depressing but also there's a part of it that's informative in the sense that there isn't just there this isn't black and white this is there's just so much more to it like the easiest thing to do is to say, why did that mother leave her baby in the trash can? And it's very, you can really denounce her. You can, you could say whatever you want um, in terms of that negative, And you can't really blame somebody for saying that. But also, if you want to look further, if you would like to, 
then you would see that there's more to the story than that. And that's why, um, that's why this issue kind of like overall hit home because it takes this story and it kind of takes not only the baby, but these two other characters and, you know, centralizes them. And, and you, you really get that just by three people really kind of shows you the broad scale of what happens not only in life, but in this country overall um, during not only that time period, but certain instances still goes on today. So I thought the nuance in that was, uh, was really well done. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Again, like when I got done reading it, I had to remember like, yeah, 1992. Also the fact that this was, you know, a, a Marvel comic on top of that, because um, yeah. this is something that I felt like I would have maybe read from like a, I don't know, Image or ID, IDW or something like that. <laughs> um, but I mean, I don't know, like the early 90s is just such an interesting time period for comics because of um, <laughs> like they just were super political, like yeah. without even trying. <laughs> Without even trying. Um, and again, it's why it always boggles my mind when folks are like, comics aren't political. I'm like, what are you reading? Yeah, think about it. I mean, that's the thing. People are not willing to think about these things. I feel like blanket statements are always made like, well, this is too this way. This is too this way. I would say look around you. Look outside your yeah. house. Look outside where you live. This is happening all around you. You just choose not to notice it. I mean, it speaks to the yeah. ignorance is bliss uh, scenario. So it does. Now I wonder though, mm-hmm. um, like, why not do this? Like, why Al- Alpha Flight? Like, why not someone on the Avengers? Why not someone on the X Men during this time? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it is hilarious that. I don't believe the X-Men have anything close to an issue like this. And if I'm wrong, please let me know because I want to read it. But I don't think they have any issues that's kind of dealing with um, this time period. And then also like a character coming out because the X-Men are just like inherently queer. So like, why not one of those team members? I don't know. That's another thing that I was kind of thinking while I was reading this because I was like, yeah, like there's... X-Force going on, mm-hmm. um, you have, um, God, the team that Kitty Pride was on when she was in London. Not Excalibur, well, right? On. Yes, Excalibur, yes. Oh, there you go. Um, you have that going on. Um, and again, of course, like West Coast Avengers. It's mm-hmm. kind of funny that none of those characters were picked to kind of have that out moment, but I don't know. And well, I'm curious as to what the sales the sales were for Alpha Flight. Like, where that ranked? Yeah, on well, the list. Yeah, it's like almost like you would almost call it like a hidden gem, but also at the same time, why did you hide it? Right. Because, um, like, you know, whenever I tell people, like, I tell people, like, hey, like, I've read Alpha Flight. Have you read it? And a lot of folks are like, no. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's why I'm just kind of, I'm kind of curious, but, um, anyway, I'm happy that I found it. I'm happy that I had to do research on Puck because I probably would have been a while before I came across that issue, but, um, yeah, Alpha Flight is, 
it's worth your time, people. If you have not read it yet, it's it's worth reading. No, it most certainly time. is. Um, I wanted to ask you actually, just in general, because I think you, uh, as somebody who 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 who's, who empathizes with these situations and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. has a has a pretty clear mind on how to go about it. Do you see a story um, that you can go off of with this uh, for your own and write it and feel like and feel like the powers that be would be comfortable with a story like that? Because I, I know we always talk about how people are more yeah. progressive these days, but you don't really know in corporate standings until, you know, the, the rubber meets the road. You know, before, uh, maybe a month or two ago, I would have told you flat out, no, I don't think so. But because I've actually got the okay on something that um, you would generally think folks, you know, would say no to, they did not. So no, um, I feel like if it's presented in a a way that... um, I don't want to say sells them on it, but like, you know, you're, you're telling a story. This is a part of the story um, and why it's a part of the story. And that's all you can do and just hope that um, they honor it and they respect it and they let you do it because, you know, comics, any, like whatever, like these are the stories of, you know, the things are happening around us um, and us kind of like synthesizing it into this world where people, you know, fly around in tights um, <laughs> and big monsters with ugly chins um, and purple, uh, <laughs> purple skin <laughs> come in and erase everyone. So I don't know, but to answer your question, I think I, I think so. Hmm. But I only say that from personal experience. <laughs> no, that's a, no, that's a, it could that's be a, a no good, next time. That's a good thing to hear because I think what often happens is because people refuse to not be educated on the subject, they're just like, oh, this is bad, this is this, and that's it. It doesn't, so many people don't get a chance to find something like this and read it and be like, you know, this is, this is maybe not, this is not exactly like me. This is not exactly a situation that I've gone through in that way, but, I think there's plenty of things that you can take and kind of find a way to apply it to yourself. Um, Especially, I think of it in the way of just, just, just um, in terms of, I think of raising children. Um, Mm -hmm. um, I think of my, I think of my son. I have no idea what his, what his uh, sexuality is going to be. And in terms of that, it's so early. You don't even, you don't even think of stuff like that. And then I also like kind of equated to what we see as an example, uh, what Dwayne Wade and, and Zaya, that's, that's another, like in the situation of a celebrity who um, has gone out of his way, uh, not only tolerance, but, but um, love, support, all those things that you need from a parent. And and it, from a parental perspective, I think this issue kind of also shows like the above and beyond that your children need from you. You, you, you mm-hmm. have in one instance, the, you have in one, in, one instance, the baby in the trash can with AIDS dying because 
She didn't have that support. Um, you have Major Maple Leaf even giving all of the support and giving all of the love um, still loses his son anyway. It's it's so difficult and in a lot of ways in, in a lot of ways uh, frustrating uh, to think about that you can have a, a scenario like that occur, but I think what it teaches, at least for me, um, what it teaches me is that you don't want to go through life, especially with a child, um, without feeling that you haven't done everything that you could have to put them not only in a position to succeed, but give them the give them the the feeling that you got their back, like in all ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that often that often you know parents often come out with the best of intentions but don't realize that even without their even with their best of intentions it takes more and there's always more that you can do there's always another way to be more informed on things on subjects of like these and and things mm-hmm. of that nature and to be understanding to be understanding doesn't always mean understanding sometimes regardless of what your feeling is on a subject sometimes you just gotta be there and 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 even if you don't understand try your best to understand and -hmm. it's okay if you don't understand everything and not to get frustrated um it is i feel at least that as my job as as a father is even if something i may not get 100 percent, something i may not completely understand in this in in any instance is to at least 100% show that love show that support and just let them know that you're always there because sometimes sometimes that might not be enough but at the same time they know you have to let them know because it's very easy for children especially to get not only confused about what they see out outside and what's happening with them, but also it's very easy to feel like you don't have that support, especially if you're not paying attention. And, and, and that's yeah. speaking towards towards parents in general, because we get so caught up in our own own lives during the day, whether it's work or something we're doing and stuff like that. You know, you have you have a little person that is dealing with plenty of things themselves and trying to understand things. So it's, um, it, it's a lot of being selfless in that instance. And it's a nice, this issue was kind of like a nice reminder of that. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, 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 I agree. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Alpha Flight is, I think I would definitely recommend people take a look at it. It's, it's a it's a very surprise it, it surprised me how um from that first initial jump into the first few pages um how the story evolved and became a really good one so um Steph great pick really great pick um before we go I do have a couple of things I do have to not only make my pick but I did want to get your thoughts um I don't know if you saw the Eternals trailer did you happen to see it I did Okay. All right, cool. So just just some some quick general thoughts. What did what did you think of it? 
um, in in that two minute and changed teaser? Um, that I want to see it because I'm you know curious as to like how they're going to bring the Eternals to the big screen and make them interesting. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I, when I describe the Eternals to folks, I'm just like, so imagine um, Jack Kirby, very long day of writing the new guys. And Marvel <laughs> says, hey, do you have something for us? And he's like, yes. And he gives them scraps from the new guys. That's the Eternals. But um, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I love seeing uh, Jimmy Chan uh, look like she's going to get her um, just due after only being in uh, Captain Marvel for 30% of the movie, yeah. all in what, like blue or green or whatever color they made her. Um, she's a headliner here. Yeah, and it's hilarious to me that they went ahead and was like, yeah, so like, we chose not to interfere for all these years because I've seen some of the memes of yes. like the Eternals <laughs> when slavery was happening and the Eternals when Infinity War was happening. Um, and I'm happy to see Thanos' cousin show up. Uh, that is Athena, uh, Angelina right? Jolie's character. Mm -hmm. Angelina yeah. Jolie's character. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of got the same feel. I think for me, I know you've kind of given me a general background on who they are um this is one of the few times where i feel pretty happy that i don't really know a lot that i can kind of yeah. go into this a little bit a little bit fresh i'll probably do some reading on them um before this movie comes out but i think just generally um this is a this is a, this is opening a new door to just just something different like i, I think i think cosmically speaking um, I think that should be fun to kind of see how they fit into the grand scheme of things. And the fact that this this trailer looked like it was set in a couple of different time periods, um, that should be cool too. Just kind of seeing like how all of that works, um, how their powers work, all of those things. Um, yeah, I, I'm very, I'm very excited for this movie. And I think for the fact, just based on, based off of everything I hear, this is like one of those uh, Marvel feels very confident in in how this this movie is gonna is gonna kind of be like one of their quote unquote uh, we're gonna headline this for for an Oscar nom type situation. So I, I'm curious wow. from that standpoint um, how that's gonna play. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I think November fifth this year so it, it definitely will be interesting for sure now before we go um i had been thinking about what i was gonna pick for the next time we do this and i said huh did i want to do a hulk story i'll save that because there's plenty of good hulk stories and this issue that we read off of flight as in like a, you know, a, per, a really personal issue. Um, I wanted to go to a issue that I felt, especially now after taking a look at it, was how you can kind of make something, I don't even know if they made this too comical or too ridiculous, but we're gonna go do Iron Man 128 demon in a bottle um 
talking about Tony Stark's alcoholism and how basically this is the this is the breakdown of Tony Stark completely um, losing himself in that liquor. So that's what that's, that's what a good pick. Yeah, that's what that's what we'll do next time. So that should be that should be really fun. Um, as always, Stephanie, I appreciate you for joining me. And uh, where can we follow you? Where can we get your work? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Steph underscore I underscore Will. Also on Instagram, same thing. And go to whysteph.com. And on uh, not January, wow. July 27th. There we go. Uh, you can check out uh, Wonder Woman Black and Gold number two. I wrote a cool Diana and Nubia story. So please check that out. Hey, wonderful, wonderful. Looking forward to hearing that. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony Canton underscore three. Follow the show at MC University Pod. We do have a Patreon account, patreon.com backslash MC University Pod. We are doing our first um subscriber mailbag uh you'll get it later this week so if you're in our if you're in our discord and if you have any voicemails or if you have any questions in generally that you want to ask us in terms of just you know getting to know us a little bit and of course say something about yourself as well that's uh, what jake put um in the general message so continue to follow that and continue to follow us and for Stephanie Williams, I'm Anthony Canton III. This has been Marvel Did What? And we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>